Welcome to Shofar Ronnebosch Sermon Podcast. We trust that today's message will edify and strengthen your faith. You know, one of the issues today, the reason why we don't see revival is because we are so used to God. We are so used to church. When you go to church, you actually know the steps. You know, there will be this. After this, it's going to be this. After this, it's going to feel like this. And after this, it's going to feel like this. And then after this, I'm going to go home. That's the problem. Because God becomes predictable. God is beyond our imagination. He's beyond our comprehension. When we come here, the primary reason is to worship Him. The problem is that when we come sometimes, we build, we have our own throne. So I have my own circle and my own throne where things have to be done my way, the way I like, the way I feel like it has to be done my way. Now Christ has also his throne there. So when we come here, sometimes we compete with him. We're like, mm, I don't want it. I want this. Christ says, I want you to do this. And we're like, ah, oh, no, I would like to do it, but my way. That's why there is no glory. Do you know why Samuel was one of the most powerful prophets in the Old Testament? I believe one of the main reasons is the way he was dedicated. His mom dedicated him, sold him out completely to the Lord. The scripture says none of his word fell to the ground. The key had to do with how fully he was in God's hands. There is a preacher in France who leads one of the largest churches in the entire France. He said one day, he said to God, God, some of the American preachers that I used to follow, sorry Americans, I love you. Is there any Americans in the venue? Oh, I love America. Great. He said, some of the people that were his icon, he said, Lord, when I listen to them, I don't receive anything anymore from them. Some of the people that I used to follow. And then the Lord said to him, you know why you're not receiving anything from them? Because they are not fully in my hands as they used to be when they had nothing. Now they are popular. They are well known all over the world. They're not fully surrendered in my hands. That's the reason why it is not fresh anymore when you listen to them. How fully surrendered are we, are we in his hands? Because when you are fully surrendered in his hands, even your neighbors will know that this guy, this lady, is fully surrendered in his hands. This watch used to belong to a man at a shop. But for now, whoever, any one of you, when you see this watch, you know that this is Matthew's watch because it is in my hands. That's exactly the same if your life would be in God's hands. Anytime someone will see you, whether they are Christians or not, they will be able to recognize that there is something about your life. Which in that kind of context where it was a celebration of the, uh, the Feast of Tabernacle, the Feast of Boost. So now, on this particular verse, it says that on the last day of the Feast, which was the Feast of Tabernacle, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, if anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, 
as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this is, now this he said about the spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive. As yet the spirit had not yet been given, but Jesus was not, was not yet glorified. I'm going to repeat this. It says, on the last day of the feast, the great day Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone is thirst, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow the rivers of living water. Now this he said about the spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Now remember the tabernacle basically means the house of God. And in this context, they were celebrating this feast about the tabernacle. Now, let's come back to Ezekiel 47. Ezekiel was one of the prophets in Israel. He's one of the well-respected prophets. And Ezekiel was taken into this experience. I don't know if this, this experience was either out of the body or if it was rather in the natural but it's a very fascinating experience if you have to take it literally. Let's go to the, from, from verse 1. So basically, a man, somebody took him into an experience. He took him back to the door. So he literally saw a temple. I'm going to try to summarize it so that we can have time to pray and to unpack it as well. He was taken into a temple. He was brought into different side of the temple. But the major thing that he noticed, he saw a river flowing out of, out of this temple. And now as the river was flowing and he was being taken, what happened in his, in his experience, the first thing that happened to him is that the level of his depths into the river was on an ankle level. Not hanko, blessing. Ankle. Okay. Great. Not uncle, ankle. So, I know some people are like, oh, my few pans again. Don't worry. It's not a sin to have a pan. Amen. 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 Great. So, it was ankle deep. Now, he was taken to an experience where he saw this river. As the river was flowing, the river only reached his ankle. And then, Going on eastward with a measuring line in his hand, a man measured a thousand cubits, and then he led me through the water, and it was ankle deep. Again, he measured a thousand, led me through the water, and it was knee deep. It's almost like as he was taking him, and he measured it like you read, there was a different level of the depths in which he experienced the water. Some of you here swim, some of you can't swim, like me, I can't swim, sorry. I, I just, I just, don't, I can't swim. Sorry. If you love swimming, sorry, I love it. But I can't swim. I can swim in the swimming pool where I'm, I'm a little bit more in control. But not in the ocean. I remember I had to take uh, a pictures from one of my recordings a long time ago. And I had to take it into the ocean. I tell you, I, I, I nearly prayed in tongues, eh? I nearly prayed in tongues. But it was good. I loved it. So now, as it was being taken into the river, 
Suddenly, the second level of the depths in which he was in the river was on a knee level. And then, he led me through the water and it was waist deep. And again, he measured a thousand and it was a river that I could not pass through. For the water had risen and it was deep enough to swim in. A river that could not be passed through. And he said, I think I've passed the waist deep. Huh? Oh, yes. Verse 4. Again, he measured a thousand, and he led me through the water, and it was knee deep. And again, he measured a thousand, and he led me through the water, and it was waist deep. Suddenly, there was a different level in which he experienced the water. You know, if you, whether if the water is too cold or if it's very hot, you won't know until you put your feet in or you put your hand in. All right? So now, he was being into this experience where the whole conversation here is a conversation around the depths in which he was experiencing this water. The depths in which he went into the water. You know, I may go now to Musenberg or, or, or maybe to Clifton. If I stand closer to the ocean, I may just go and reach to the, to the ocean on a just ankle level because I don't want to swim. Sometimes people go to the beach and then they will just stand and then the waters will come, just come and reach them on their feet. They feel good about it. All right? But the experience of the guy right inside is very different with the water. Even the level of challenge is not the same. The implications of the depths are different. All right? Just because of how deeper you've gone into the waters. All right? So now, he was taken into this vision. And I do believe it was the voice of the Holy Spirit that ministered to him when he was, when he was going through this experience. And he said, to me, he said to him, son of man, have you seen this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. As I went back, I saw on the bank of the river very many trees on the one side and on the other. And he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region, goes down to Araba and into the sea. When the water flows into the sea, the water will become fresh. And wherever the river will go, every living creature will live in, there will be very many fish. For the water goes there and the water of the sea will become fresh, so every, everything will live where the rivers goes. I just want to read the, the sixth verse or, and, and fifth one again. Yeah, from verse, verse 5, it says, Again he measured a thousand. It was a river that I could not pass through. For the water had risen, and it was deep enough to swim in. You know, if I, if I bring water, if somebody will bring a water into a little bucket here, if it, especially if it's small, because of my height and perhaps my size, I will not be able to swim in because it's small. But if I'm taken to Clifton, I will go deep. If all of us are taken to the ocean there, we'll go, go in because the ocean is much bigger. The size of the ocean is so bigger that we can all fit in. Right? So he could swim in. Now, in John 7, 
Jesus is basically quoting this. And many of them couldn't see it. Jesus is speaking about a temple. Not only a temple, but a man from which if you believe in him, out of him shall flow rivers of living water. Now Jesus is speaking into a context of the, of the feast of the tabernacle. Because he was the true tabernacle. But what says, unto us the son is, is born. Unto us the child, a, 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 a child is born. Unto us the son is given. And he shall be called Emmanuel. Meaning God with us. Jesus was the one who embodied the whole divinity. The incarnation of the Father was in him. The incarnation of the Holy Spirit was in him. So if you ask me, how does the Holy Spirit look like? My answer to you will be just like Jesus. How does the Holy Spirit speak? Just exactly as Jesus would speak. How does the, how does the Holy Spirit teach? Exactly as, the, as Jesus would teach. That's what Jesus said to the disciples. I will not leave you as often, but I will send you the comforter. When you read in John 14, Jesus presents different pictures about the Holy Spirit. He speaks of him as the teacher, as the helper, as the one who comes and guides. Now, the picture of the river, let's go in John 7, spoke about the Holy Spirit. If you read in John chapter 1, chapter 2, when John is speaking about the assignment of John the Baptist, he said, John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water, but the one coming after me shall baptize you in spirit and fire. Jesus is the baptizer into the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the one who introduces us to the Holy Spirit, to the person of the Holy Spirit. He said, I will not leave you as often. Because that is who, this is who, you, who we are when we don't have the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, we did not receive a spirit of bondage, but we have received the spirit of adoption by whom you cry, Abba, Father. The only way we can know the Father, it is through the Holy Spirit, through the person of the Holy Spirit. Because he was the only one that was sent on earth to reveal who God is. Scripture says, Paul says, no one can say that Jesus Christ is Lord unless by the Spirit of God. The challenge today is that many people are trying to learn about God outside of the Holy Spirit. And yet these things are spiritual. But now if the Holy Spirit was a river, now picture the Holy Spirit as a river. How deep are you in this river? What is the level of depth in which you are, if the Holy Spirit was a real river. Remember I said, the Holy Spirit has to become more real to you than the ground where you're standing. If the Holy Spirit was a real river where you were walking into, what is the level of the depths in which you are? If you would think of your relationship with Christ at the moment, how deep is your relationship? Is it on an ankle, ankle level? Is it on a knee level? 
Is it on a waist level? Or are you completely in? There is several reasons why people wouldn't go deep. When I go to the, to, to the beach, I don't go deep. You know why? I can't swim. I'm afraid that I can die. All right? Because I can't swim. When I grew up, where I grew up, there was no ocean. But some people, they go deep because they can. There is a level of trust. What is the relationship that you have with this real living water? What is, how deep have you gone? How deep have you gone into this river? Are you afraid to go deeper because you're afraid you're going to die? But the good thing with the Holy Spirit is, is the teacher. He will teach you how to swim in. Not only is a teacher, but he's a helper. He will come on your side to help you. But you're going to have to jump in. You know, you may go to the, to the beach and stand there with all the desire to go to the ocean until you decide to step in. You will not know those, you will not know whether those waters are cold or hot. What am I saying? God wants to know you. See, Jesus said in the last days, many will come and say, didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I heal the sick in your name? Didn't I uh, perform miracles? And he said to Samuel, he'll say, I never knew you. I never knew. Imagine somebody that prophesied. Imagine someone that made miracles. Imagine someone that did deliverance. The most popular ministries today are deliverance ministries, prophetic ministries, miracle ministries. And yet Jesus says, many will come and say, this is what we did. And yet I will tell them, I never knew you. Not even, I never knew what you did, but I never knew you. What is the stamp that we do have that proves that we belong to God? Anybody can bring a card here and say, I'm a UCT student. But the true UCT students are those who have received the card that was scanned by UCT. That has got digit from UCT. And the, the, the easier way to go is, if you, go, you will go, all of you, to the library, if I have a fake, a fake card, the security will catch me because it will not pick it up. It will not pick it up. The security system will say, I don't know you. You've walked around lower campus. You've walked around middle campus. You've probably sat in the class. You've done everything, but I never knew you. Because I never did put my information into this card. You did it. It looked like a UCT student card, but it is not a UCT student card. The Holy Spirit was given to you and I as the seal for, it, for the day of redemption. It is the only thing that you will take to heaven with. Your real relationship with the Holy Spirit. If you don't have it, you better have it now. Because you don't know when you're going to die. You might die tomorrow. So you better make sure that you have a relationship. A real living relationship. Christ is not impressed with your singing. Christ is not impressed with your ministry. Christ is not impressed with anything that you may do even in his name. 
the main thing that God is pursuing is the real living relationship with him that he has given a seal. You know, when you go to, to validate a document at the police, it's not a matter of pitching up at the police station. But what validates a document, it's the moment this, the police station puts a stamp. You can sit down there and chill and have jokes with policemen and everything. Like you would come to church and, and laugh and dance and do everything. Unless there is a stamp of the God of the church, you do not belong to him. The Bible says in Romans that those who do not have the Holy Spirit, they do not belong to him. They do not belong to him. So, the biggest urgency, the biggest thing that we have to make sure everybody is salted tonight is that you actually have a real living relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a something. He's a person. He's God in our midst. Miles Monroe said, it's the most important person on earth. It's amazing that we do have friends. It's amazing that we do have many, many relationships. But if outside of every relationship, we do not have a relationship with him, we've missed it. Because I can tell you the truth. There are times when even friends become useless. I tell you. The bigger, the greater friend you can have is the Holy Spirit. That is the friend that heaven has made available to you. What do you do with him when you wake up in the morning? You ignore him. Then you run to your fake, fake friend, fake book friend. All right? The fake book friends, you want to check how much likes they did on your pictures, how much photos. Great. But none of them can compare with the Holy Spirit. Because when you may fall in sin today, if I fall in sin today, I tell you, none of you will be willing to listen to me anymore. Even though you speak in tongues and you prophesy, if I would fall in sin today, none of you will be willing to listen to me. But the Holy Spirit will be the very first person to pitch up and tell me, I'm not going to drop you. I'm not going to drop you. I'm not going to drop you. There is a lot of people that were in ministries in the past that fell in sin in different ministries. They were dropped by churches but they were not dropped by the Holy Spirit because he's the only friend that can encourage you in a way that no one could. And it is outside of that relationship that you learn to receive strength to encourage others. It is from that relationship. How deep are you in a relationship? You know, I knew Blessing as a church member six, four, probably seven years ago in the church. Now I stay with him. I get to know him more. Perhaps when I met him for the first time, and many times that we did a lot of ministry together, it was ankle deep. Perhaps now, I'm either swimming or maybe on the knee level. I'm still, I still need to check how far I am. <laughs> still need to check. He's also getting to know me. He's also getting to know me. Now picture yourself. How deep are you in this river? Of the Holy Spirit. It, the Holy Spirit is the one who embodies all the gifts. Gift of healing. Gift of faith. Word of knowledge. Word of wisdom. 
gift of miracle, gift of faith, gift of tongues, of interpretation of tongues, gift of prophecy. The problem is that many people pursue the gift of the Holy Spirit than they pursue the Holy Spirit himself. That's a problem. That's a problem. Because the devil can imitate all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The devil can imitate all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. When Moses changed the staff into a serpent, Pharaoh's magician did too. But the only thing the devil cannot do is produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You can only produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit if you have received the seed of the Holy Spirit. I can preach to you. I can give you. Listen, get someone. Get someone who's going to keep you in check. Do this. Do this. You can have every person who's going to keep you in check. Until you find the Holy Spirit keeping you in check, you're going to fall and fall and fall and fall and fall. He's the only one who can keep us from stumbling. A man not valuing relationships with friends. It's very important, yes. But the closest friend that you need is the Holy Spirit. Because he speaks. He guides. He leads. He strengthens. He's the helper. He can even help you in your assignment. He can help you while you're writing a test. He can, he can help you while you're writing an exam. He can do it. Because it's real. One of the things about the Holy Spirit is that the actions of the Holy Spirit can be tangible. When you look at the nature of the gift of the Holy Spirit, physical healing happens because of the power of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit came in the upper room, they could feel it. They knew it. They heard a sound like the sound of a rushing wind. The presence of the Holy Spirit can be tangible. But it all depends on how deep you want to go into his presence. Maybe you're very satisfied where you are. But I want to tell you there is more. There is more. The Holy Spirit, the word of knowledge, basically, it's about God giving you supernaturally an ability to know something about someone's life without receiving any information from anybody. One day, I was praying for one of the students in this church. While I was praying, I saw a digit number. And then I, when, I say that, that when I say those numbers that I saw, it was her student number. I only knew it supernaturally through the Holy Spirit. Jesus, when he met Nathaniel, he said, here is a man in whom there is no deceit. Here is a Jew in whom there is no deceit. He said, how do you know me? Jesus said, while you were still under the tree, I saw you. How did he see? Through the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit. God speaks. God guides. He guides. Like what, what I, when I'm speaking now, I'm seeing a man coming to this guy. Remember your name? Tiabonga, can you stand? I'm seeing a man that came and was trying to lift him up. And I sense 
It's a picture of God's calling upon his life. How do I know it? Because the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is speaking to me right now. The Lord is saying, I've chosen you. I've given you an ability to see. To see and hear. I'm going to speak to you like I spoke to John. John the Apostle. There is a grace of revelation that God, God is what he's saying. It's almost like he's saying, come out. Come out. You've stayed for so long, ankle deep. But I'm wanting you deeper. But you're not going to come on your own. I'm going to take you through the river deeper. I'm wanting to take you deeper. How hungry are you? Thanks. How hungry are you to go deeper? How deep do you want to go in the rivers? How deep do you want to go in the rivers? Brother, on the corner there, can you stand? You, you can stand on the blue, blue top, yeah. While I was speaking there, I saw someone taking a hat and putting him, just putting on his head. And I understood God was speaking about authority. And I sensed that God is speaking about you, is speaking to me about you. Can you come closer, if you don't mind? This is the work of the Holy Spirit. It gives you the ability to know the things that you would only know through him. Brother, I, say, I saw you being dressed up like a soldier, like a military, but I understood God was saying, there is an authority that is imparting into your life tonight if you would decide to go deeper. All right? I want to encourage you, open your heart to God and allow him to minister to you. Can you, you can have a seat. I see, I see God speaking to me about the guy walking. What's your name? Come, come here. <laughs> What's your name? Sabelo. Where are you going? I want to pray for you before you go. You have to go do something. But God has an appointment with you. Did you check with him whether you should go or not? You didn't? Ah, you better. This, I want to encourage you. This is a, a very important moment. You know what's the, what's the thing? God is the least thing. The least person we talk to. God wants to know even about what you're going there. Because I have had moments in my life where I'm actually going home. The Holy Spirit said to me, don't go this way, go this way. And then a few hours later, I see that it was thieves and gangsters. Because God protected me. Even as you walk to Leo Margaret, God wants to speak to you about it. I sense in my spirit that God is wanting to open your ears. Your ears. Because he wants to minister to you. There is a calling upon your life. God is going to do signs and wonders in your life. If you would choose to open your ears to him. Jesus said, my sheep hears my voice. Thank you. Father, I pray for your son. I pray that you bless him. God, even as he goes home, Father, open his heart. I pray, God, that he would hear your voice. Could you say it in your word, my sheep hears my voice. Lord, I pray that you will become more real to him than any other thing. Thank you so much.
Jesus' name. Amen. You can speak to that man. He's a leader at Theomagoid. He can tell you about everything. Let's stand. Let's stand. Can you feel his presence? Megan, if you don't mind playing keys. Thank you. Who of you can recognize that God is in this place? Can you put your hand up? If you just recognize that there is something different about the venue. Because the Holy Spirit is here. Some people, they feel the presence. They can feel. Some people, they see. Do you know how, why you, you received your five senses? God did not give you the five senses just to, so that you can be for sensuality. No. He gave you primarily your five senses to be sensitive to him. One day, I was about to preach at church, and I had a tummy pain. And I thought I had diarrhea. I went to the toilet, and I almost like heard the Holy Spirit saying, this is so stupid. And I realized, oh, someone is struggling with this. Then I just laughed at myself, came back, and I said in the church, does anyone have tummy pain? There was a guy right in front of me, prayed for him, he got healed right there. Because God speaks as well to your physical body. Do you know that some of your disease are taking long because you haven't realized the direction of the disease you have? And why you haven't realized? Because you're not listening to him. How deep are you with him? Your ability to love wasn't just given to you for dating. No. It was primarily given to you so that you would love God with all your heart. Some people, they can love their boyfriend and their girlfriends with all their heart, with all their might, with all their strength and still fail to love God with all their might, with all their strength. It's called worship. It is called worship. It is called worship. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of worship. Just wave your hand and recognize His presence where you are. Let's just wave our hands and just engage with Him because He's here. God is here. He's in this place. He wants to heal you. He wants to minister to you. He wants to minister encouragement to you. He wants to speak strength to you. That's where you are. Start lifting your voice and pray and pray where you are. Just say, Holy Spirit, take me deeper. 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 I want to go deeper in your rivers. Take me deeper in your rivers. Take me deeper in your rivers. I don't want to remain ankle deep. I don't want to remain ankle deep. But take us deeper. Take us deeper. Take us deeper. Take us deeper. Deeper in your love. Deeper in your word. Speak to him with passion, with desperation, with desperation. Tell him, I need you. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. Take me deeper. Take me deeper. Take me deeper. Take me deeper.